I love J.J. McCarthy. Why? Because he's a point guard. He's a guy that takes care of the ball. So he's not a statue. He can move. to welcome everybody to the Coaches in the Mouth. This is Coach Jeff Williams, along with Coach Bray Cook, and got the mouth back, Brent Bender, on the show. Got a great show today, man. Football, football, football. National championship game coming up, and we've got a great guest, and Coach Houston Nutt's going to come on and, and break down the, the national championship game for us. Guys, you couldn't ask for two better games Saturday. I mean, no, no doubt. Hold on for a second. Mouth, what, what kind of shirt do you have on? What is that? I got on a Green Bay Packers. I mean, Green Bay Packers. Let me break this down before we get into the show here. Me and the mouth were at the uh, – we were in Dallas. We were at the Cowboys-Lions game. Our man Dan Skipper, a big fan of the show here, you know, was in, in a, a real crazy play. And uh, Mouse, there was Cowboys stuff's on. We're cheering. We're having the ball. Then Mouse shows up on the show with Packers shirt. You got to pick one. We got we to get a team here, buddy. What did you wear to the game? Hey, the Cowboys shirt's in the washer. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I had to be, I, this just got pulled out the closet. You know hey, what I'm saying? I needed know. something to put over my, my, my girth, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I understand completely. Well, let's get back into these two games Saturday. I mean – uh, heck, man, you're looking at you know the first game, the Michigan-Alabama. I was really looking forward to that. Guys, and I hadn't seen this in a long time, Michigan really dominated Alabama up front, and I mean picked them apart schematically in protection. The Alabama's young up front. Uh, can't wait to talk to Coach Nutt about that. What what did you see, Coach Cook, in that, that game? I mean, went down the wire. Michigan gave Alabama every opportunity, but at the end of the day, Michigan was the best team. No, that's you're not taking any way uh, or anything from Michigan uh, whatsoever. They were they played an incredible football game and are well deserving to play in this national championship game. But I keep on looking back at that O line play by Alabama, right? And you know the center had some hiccups, and that last play was was an issue with the snap being low. It looked like on film and uh, up front, that's where games were won and lost, and and Michigan played very well. No doubt. Well, Brent, what did you think about the the, the Texas Washington game after Michigan's winning? And you know, Texas, you, it's hard for me to pull for Texas, but but is you know, I thought Texas might could match Michigan up front, so I was kind of hoping to make a better game. But Washington, they played these one score games all year long, and they know how to win. What what was your take on that game? My take on the on Texas Washington was I never Monday night was the first time I'd se, I'd seen Washington play because they're always on late night TV and I'm usually in the bed. So I was so thoroughly impressed with their off with Washington's offensive line, the Joe Moore Award winners, and goodness gracious, in the second half, Michael Penix was hotter than a two dollar pistol. Throwing that, throwing that ball, and he get he gets rid of the ball so so quick, and he's got probably the best uh, combination of receivers in the in tight ends in the country. It seems like to me they're always running open, yeah. and I and I thought 
And I've always thought Texas had pretty good secondary people and linebackers, but they couldn't keep up with them. They ran so, right by them. Well, let's do this. I mean, we're going to bring on Coach Houston Nutt, who's been there and understands it. Bray, what, I, I want to talk to Coach Nutt about, you know, how's Washington going to match up with them up front? What are you looking forward to hearing from Coach Nutt? Well, you know, we can talk all we want, but but he's a guy who's who's – who's coached uh, at a very high level uh, and he's, he's been around these programs and he knows how it works and, and what it takes to accomplish what they're about to, uh, one of these teams is going to accomplish. So uh, I'm excited just to get some expertise, some outside knowledge from an Arkansas uh, legend. No doubt. What do you want to hear from coach? I just want to, I just want to hear him just break it down, break down this game the only way he can. Like he's one of the best, he's one of the best I know at breaking down a game nope. from, no doubt about it. No doubt. Well, let's go ahead and bring him on, our BSN guest, Coach Houston Nutt. Coach, welcome back to the show, man. Man, I appreciate y'all having me. Thank you. Well, let's let's get into it. This national championship game coming up this this Monday. Uh, you know, Michigan and Alabama was the first game this past week. Uh, you know, Michigan's come came into the game, you know, undefeated, pretty much dominated. Everything Alabama's one of them teams that improved a lot, and then you watch the Washington Texas game. I'm watching that after Michigan wins, thinking Texas is the only team maybe up front that could, right. that could match with Michigan. And I know the first thing you always look at is quarterbacks, but we're going we're going to change it up. <laughs> we're going to change it. Up. Me looking at this is, and, and they nailed a lot of uh, Alabama's protections, brought four from a side and, and things, and gave them some problems and great job scheme wise with them. But up front wise, they've changed Michigan's changed their defense a little bit. Coach Manners over there and putting those, you know, really strong up front, hard on the edges. Washington's got a great left tackle. Gonna be a division one left tackle. I mean a, a, a number one draft pick left tackle. How do, can they hold up against Michigan up front on both sides of the ball? Your thoughts. Well, that's that's uh, that's what's going to be fun to watch because I, I want to go back a little bit to Alabama because this is kind of right down Bray's alley and you too, Jeff. You know what really made me sick? I was watching this thing is the snap. Ah. You know, the snap's got to be like breathing, and every time the ball is to the right or low, and it, it's a well, that's a killer. Even on the last play, I know a lot of us didn't like the last play, but if when that thing is out of sync like that against a good defense. My gosh, man, you don't have a chance. So I, I wanted to say that, that that had to be frustrated for Coach Saban, not having that snap to be automatic. It was everywhere, man. And, man, that made it really a tough, tough day. But getting back to your question, you know, uh, Aaron Taylor, a good friend of mine at CBS, he puts out that Joe Moore Award, and he picked Washington, uh, the offensive line, as being the offensive line of the year. Wow. And so that says a lot. But I tell you what, you mentioned some Michigan coach Minner has done a good job. And here's what's so good is when you can get home with four or you can get home with five. Oh my gosh, what an advantage. And so this is going to be a game that's real interesting because Michael Penix is a guy who can handle a dirty pocket. Now, what I mean by that is a uh, uh <laughs> he gets rid of this ball, man. Under three seconds, this ball's gone. And I've seen him get rid of it in about 2.7 a lot of times under duress, and the guy's still accurate. So I can't wait to see that. Um, 
always going to go with this. I, I picked against – I thought Oregon would beat Washington when they were playing early. I picked Oregon. And I think I told Brent that the week of. I said, I'm picking Oregon. I think they're playing too good. And lo and behold, here comes Washington. They win. And that really surprised me. They beat them twice. And so this team knows how to win. Both these teams are 14-0. and We know that. But, man, they find a way to win. They find a way to win. And so, to me, the key factor is Michael Penix. Can he still make those plays? Because he's going to be under some duress. He hadn't seen a defense like this. And this defense can get home, as we mentioned, with four and five. Can he still make those throws? Uh, and he's been so accurate. Uh, I lean with the team that that can run the ball the best. And Michigan run, can run the ball the best. And I also think they can stop the run the best. And if I'm Washington, I've got to believe that they got to say, you know, we got the Joe Moore Award offensive line. We got to help Michael Penix a little bit in this game. We got to be able to run the ball a little bit. And so if Washington can, can get some of that run game going just a little bit, we know what they can do in the passing game. They're one of the funnest teams to watch in the world. But I want to go back to the Washington-Texas game, Jeff, Bray, and Mike, uh, Brent. I, it blew my mind. If you go back to the eight-minute mark of, of the Washington game in Texas, they got a 13-point lead. Washington's a 13-point lead. They worried about the clock. They're doing double reverse passes. They're, do, they're doing this, doing that. Then you look, lo and behold, they get a couple of stops. Texas stops them. And then you go to the end of the game, and that running back goes down. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm I'm screaming. Dinah couldn't understand why you're screaming TV because that clock, they're not going to get to run that clock now. That clock stopped. And so now Texas has a chance to go score. And they really had a chance to win the game. And Washington will be so sick. And this is why I always bring up about this analytic stuff. You gotta look at the clock sometime, guys. I know we're all a little bit old school, Jeff, but my gosh, man, especially when you got a 13 point lead, you've gotta be able to milk some of this clock. They're so fortunate to win that game. And listen, I'll be the first to set up, I love having popcorn and Coca-Cola and watching these guys throw and go up and down the field. They're the funnest team I've ever seen with Michael Penix. And I can see why Indiana won with Michael Penix because the guy's so unbelievable. But with this game against Michigan, I think it's going to be the most physical game that they, the team that they played so far. And I think this defense is phenomenal. Well, and you hit, you hit, coach, you hit the Oregon, Washington. I got a couple of buddies, you know, the, the, out there with, in Oregon that work together and follow them closely. And I'm with you. I thought Washington, Oregon would beat Washington in that last game because Oregon, their physical football team, too. Right and, and man, just hung right hung right there with them. Talk to me about this, and this is one thing. And when I was sitting there watching both games, thinking about this, and, and with you, especially in bowl games, special teams, man, special teams at the end about blew blew it for Michigan and about oh. blew it for Washington. Talk to the, our audience a little bit. You got that long layoff, and everybody talks about offense, defense, tackling. Oh and all that kind of stuff, and we're kicking and punting, but those live coverages, you're off that month. Talk to our audience about what you do in practice and how big a deal that is, because we could have two different teams playing right now if no, no, it didn't work out. It's such a great point. And, you know, we all as coaches all sit around, hey, offense, defense, special teams, we all say it. But really when you go on the field, when you go to practice and you – 
you actually see coaches truly put this thing in a live situation. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not saying tackle to the ground, but I'm saying live enough where it's a you know it, the pads are popping, and those guys have got to see those punt catchers. The punt catch is always the one that 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 <laughs> it, it, it keeps me up at night every couple of weeks to this day because it, it's so important. It's so important that that field position of letting that ball bounce, you lose a first down, you lose 10 yards, 15 yards, it's a monster. Then you drop that ball. You're talking about a change of momentum when you drop that. It's one of the toughest catches there is. Uh, now, especially with these punters that are so good at, at making that ball go ever which way, you know, end over end. It's not that spiral thing anymore, especially when they're punted into the, the red zone. Man, they got it uh, over, you know, top. That thing's tumbling every which way. So, you boy, that's got to be practice and practice and practice and really put emphasis on. And and you always tried to make sure that that special teams group, we start on Sunday uh, after each game. Sunday be the first thing we do as a team. We let everybody, you know, we're going to show some uh, our special teams because we wanted everybody to see, look who's covering the kick. Look who protected it was so important that our protection was so right. Our left guard, our left end, look, you know, we'd show blocks to make sure, look at this now. This is the, that point is so important. So you try to put emphasis on that. But as you hit on something, that month off when you're recruiting and you're getting ready for this last game, I'm going to tell you it's tough because you can get out of sync. You can get out of sync. You're not in the groove. If you don't go right back at it and really put emphasis and really work on those catches, it can hurt you. No, oh, no doubt. Uh, Bray, you got Coach Bray's got a couple yeah. questions. He's more interested in the quarterbacks than offensive line. It hurts my feelings. <laughs> Uh, Coach, you mentioned it a little bit earlier about how much uh, Michael Penix means to Washington's offense. Uh, when you when you look at him and McCarthy uh, on the other sideline, uh, who wins that quarterback battle there, and how important is that going into this game? If I'm going to the fair, I'm going to take Michael Penix. He's going to win every teddy bear there is. I've never seen a guy so accurate uh -huh. that can throw the ball and drop it in away from the defender. This guy's a beautiful machine, the way that he throws this football. Uh, fun to watch. McCarthy surprised me because I think he's much, much better, you know, than what you think. Mm -hmm. The guy can run faster than you think. He can escape better than you think. And the guy, all he does is make plays. And he was uh, the best quarterback versus Alabama versus uh, <clears throat> versus that game. Uh, to me, the Michigan quarterback was better. And he was better because he threw balls under under pressure. And he can run. He made some big plays with his feet. And so I, 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 love, I love both these quarterbacks. Uh, Michael Penix, to me, is the guy that is just – I've never seen anything like it because of the duress. I, 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 all year long, I've seen him, you can't sack him. You, you can't sack this guy. This, this ball's gone. And um, I'm anxious to see against this defense, though, how Michael Penix will do. I think of the two, he's probably the best quarterback Michael Penix is, but I'll tell you what, I love J.J. McCarthy. I, if I'm the head coach on the other side with J.J. McCarthy, I'm still sleeping very good. Why? Because he's a point guard. He's a guy that takes care of the ball. And he's a guy that can also – he's not a statue. He can move. You can get him involved in the run game. And then when something breaks down, uh, you miss a block, he can go extend that play, and he may run for a first down. So, man, J.J. McCarthy, there's a reason why they're 14-0. and 0. So, 
again, I'm leaning, I'm leaning to Michigan guys simply because I think of the physicality. I think of the team that runs the ball the best in this game, the guy, the team that can stop the run the best. But I'm look, I got my popcorn ready because I've been wrong on, as you said, Jeff, I've been wrong on Michael Penix against Oregon. Uh, I really thought Oregon would beat him twice, and they didn't. Uh, especially after Oregon beat him the first time, Bray, I thought, well, the second time for sure, uh, Oregon's going to win. But who, who's the difference maker? Michael Penix and, and this, these, these receivers are so good, and they know each other. And, and the way they run these routes, uh, this offensive uh, system that they put in for Michael Penix in this game, you got you can't do that but pat him on the back. Uh, no doubt. Coach, let me ask you, you hit that talk, you hit something right there about Penix. And everybody listening to these quarterback coaches, quarterback guys talking about him understanding leverage, where the ball needs to go, where the defender is. Talk to our audience a little bit about that, about explaining leverage on where the ball needs to go and, and, and that part of it. Watch watch Michael Penix in this game. And if you if you watch any film with Michael Penix, a lot of guys will get back and just throw a deep ball. And they think they see the receiver, they think, okay, I'm just gonna throw it. But if you watch Michael Penix's ball, there's a receiver running and there's a defender running stride by stride with him. And that ball needs to be thrown away from that defender, almost in what we call the box, a little four-yard box from the sideline. Well, he can drop that thing in there. I've seen him do it time and time again. There's one play on a crossing route where the linebacker, it's a window. And that ball has to be at a certain time in that window or that window will shut and it's intercepted. The anticipation and the accuracy of this guy, he, he, he misses those hands and fingers. He misses it all the time because he's so accurate because he puts the ball in the right place. And then even on the touch passes, you see almost like Charmin tissue around the football. It's so soft. It's, it's a catchable ball. And so he has it all. I, I don't see how the pros are. I'm real curious to see how they got him listed because we saw the Heisman Trophy quarterback, Jaden Daniel. We know how good he is. But really, when you look at this guy throw the football, I'd probably go, you know, both of them are great, but I'd probably lean to Michael Penix. Now, here's what worries him with Michael a little bit. He did spend four years or three or four years at Indiana. He's had two knee surgeries, had two ACLs. And so, but it didn't look like he had any problem the other night, the way he was running. But can he stay healthy? And can he, with those two knee surgeries, it looks like everything. I mean, he looks perfect right now, but he has been hurt. But, uh, man, I can't wait. I can't wait to see him. But to answer your question, Jeff, he is probably the most accurate guy I've seen all year long at the way he throws his football. And he puts it in places where a defender can't get there. And it's just so important. No doubt. Before I turn it over the mouth here, let's talk to me about the coaching matchup. I think I think it's very unique. I've watched Jim Harbaugh all the way back when he was at San Diego State, and then you know uh, goes to Stanford. The multiple tight ends, you know, the gap scheme goes to San Francisco. Vols starts running the quarterback for everybody else. Yeah, the coach at, at Washington. They scheme you up, man. They they do a really yeah. good. They, they got the best some third down plays and situational plays. Talk to us about that matchup. Does Washington yeah. got to come in with a few more tricks than usual, or do they just stay with the plan? Yeah, they, they, I, I think pretty much they will stay with what they've been doing for fourteen games. But 
you can bet this week. There'll be one or two. They'll add one or two. They might have to take out. And here's what's tough is you always want to add something, and it's what your quarterbacks, what your players can do. And so when you start adding, you probably need to take something away. But uh, you're right about uh, Washington. They're, they're so fun to watch. They're so unique. The way they seen you up. Uh, these scissor routes and crossers and post corners are just a beautiful thing to watch, and especially when you've got a quarterback that knows where to put it. Um, Michigan, I got a chance to coach against Jim Har- Harbaugh's father when he was at Western Kentucky. And so in the summertime, you know, Jim would come down there uh, when he's an Indianapolis coach or wherever he's playing, he'd come down and we'd read about how he was coaching. And, and I always thought watching his teams early on, he was a lot like his father, you know, pretty fundamentally sound. He's tough, physical, hard-nosed. That's what his father, Jack, was. And so I have an awesome respect uh, for, for the Harbaugh family, uh, the just the family of coaches, and that's all they know is ball. They compete. Uh, it, it, it's interesting to see how his team has handled this little bit of this controversy with uh, the, the stealing the signals, you know, sign. He missed, what, five or six games? Yep. So he missed half the season almost, but his players, you know, it's it's that mentality. I watched the players interview. Hey, they love their coach and they play hard. It's almost like me, us against the world. And you're messing with my coach here. And so I got a lot of respect how they have they kind of tune things out and stay really focused. And on the other side, I don't know this coach very well, just watching him. You got to give him all the just the applause you can with what he's done 14 and 0. And you mentioned it, Jeff. I think about them offensively. I don't think about them defensively as much, but offensively, they're just phenomenal, phenomenal the, the things that they do. Now, I, I was, you know, bumfuzzled about the clock management there at the end versus Texas now. And, 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 you know, I'm, I'm going to be watching that very, very hard. When they get up 13 points, you know, especially against a Michigan team, you know, I, I think it's important that, that you better you better take some air out of that ball just a little bit, you know. And, again, taking the air out may be a, 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 maybe a throw or, you know, a, a, a swing or a quick out because he's so accurate. Maybe. I'm not saying, you know, take all the way. But this game is going to be one with, with to me, who is the who's the team that makes those fewest mistakes and which coach is going to make those decisions to give their team the best chance to win in the biggest game of the year? I mean, this is it. Yeah. And so uh, I, I just, you know, I, I can't wait. No doubt. Well, hey, uh, the Brent, we, let's talk about this. And Brent's got a big question for you because you hit what Coach Harbaugh missed in six games earlier this year. There's a lot of rumors going out there. Go ahead, Brent. You know, you know, Coach. Uh, my question is that that team didn't miss a beat without Jim Harbaugh for six weeks. He was there for practice. They were tuned up and ready to go every Saturday, and the proof's in the pudding. They won 12, 12 regular season games. And but my question is for you, Coach. You know a lot of coaches, head coaches in college, that have NFL aspirations. Do you think, you know, we hear all the rumors about Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers, maybe the Raiders. Uh, do you think that uh, pro is pro football something that college coaches will look at now more seriously with the with the way recruiting is a year round uh, a year round process process now? 
that's a great question, Brent. And I and I think I think so because of just what you said with the way things are now with college. I would love to have a conversation today with your father about transfer portal and about the NIL because I've got a feeling I know what he would say. You know the answer he would give. <laughs> I, I, I do. I really do. And and you know, and it's not to say that we don't want players to get money. We do. But man, the way they have this thing structured, I just got to believe that more and more college coaches will start looking over the fence and um, start looking at NFL. I, I won't be surprised if, if Jim Harbaugh goes back to the NFL with all the things that's happened. The college coaches will start looking over the fence and um, start looking at NFL. I, I won't be surprised if, if Jim Harbaugh goes back to the NFL with all the things that's happened this year. Um and the biggest thing, too, is, you know, players not only <laughs> if, if a coach yells at them, you better go see him. But then if a player is good and, he, and he's making plays, you better watch that, too, because somebody else is trying to, you know, take your best player out of your basket. So a lot of things going on. There's just uh, so many different scenarios that's going on that makes it much difficult. You, you hit it, Brent. 365 days a year it's recruiting. Very few times. Is there, you know, like it used to be a little bit, have a little bit more time for family. This is a very tough profession now for family because you're recruiting. And I mean, it's constant. It's constant. I've had a couple of coaches tell me that they literally would get a phone while they were on vacation to say, hey, I hate to interrupt your vacation, but you got to get back to campus. So-and-so just came in on an unofficial visit. Uh, you know, he's, he plays your position, coach. We need you here. I mean, that's what makes it extremely, extremely difficult because of the time frame and, and all this thing that never it never stops. The, no doubt, coach. And, and I've talked to these guys, and it's like, man, it's just over and over. And yeah. you just nailed it about the, the part of it was 365, who's coming, who's going. And all that part of it. And this kind of rolls into our next subject. You know, Kirby got on talking about, you know, you know, Mike's team lost had fifty-three players on yeah. scholarships at Florida State going into that deal. You know, it was a massacre and you wow. you know how all that went down. You're seeing this. What do you see next year, you know, with the twelve team playoff thing coming out? Well, that's gonna obviously I think you'll see more kids play for that, but these yep. bowl games, these ten, these teams winning seven to eight. That that bowl game so valuable to them. Yeah, where are we at? You know, what are you saying? Yeah, I, I'm just. You know, I tell you what disappoints me a lot is if a player's hurt. I get it. I understand. Hey, don't play, man. You you get well. You got your future ahead of you. I've never seen so many players with jerseys on at bowl sites uh, that are standing while your teammate is busting it to try to win a game and you're standing in there with your clean jersey, you know, doing that. Well, I appreciate you, you know, supporting us, but we really need you out here, you know. And I just hate for them not to finish. And again, I, I get it. Uh when when there's a lot of people in your mom's ear saying, listen, if you get hurt, we're not gonna have that first round money. I've heard all that before I get it. It's it's that's a tough deal. But I, I just hate the way uh, everything's lined up when you look at everything with, with transfer portal. Uh, there, there's a little bit of, hey, it, it's more about me now. And I, I hate those lessons. We're losing a few lessons now about perseverance. 
When something doesn't go just right, man, I'm out of here. Hey, coach yelled at me today. I'm gone. And I've helped a lot of young men to transfer when it didn't work out. I, I, yeah, I get that. I, I want them to, to, to go play. But, Jeff, I, I tell you, the, the, the thing that keeps coming back to my mind, I was at Chick-fil-A just two years ago, and we were doing the, the, the golf uh, scramble for Chick-fil-A. It's a great deal to raise money. And uh, Pat Narduzzi's in with Rick Newhouse, another cart, and I'm with Randy Etzel. And we get up to the first hole at 9 a.m. on May 1st. We're getting ready to tee off, and Pat Narduzzi, I said, well, I've seen that face before. He either got a, a bad call, player either got in trouble, or, you know, I could read it on his face. And he didn't t- he didn't play first hole, didn't play second. Finally, I said, Pat, everything okay? Nope. Uh, mm-hmm. My receiver, uh, who was a Bolitnikoff Award winner, he's at USC now, Biston. And if I can't match a million dollars, I'm out. <laughs> what? And remember now, this guy had a great year. He was a Blitnikoff Award winner for Pittsburgh. I think his name's Jordan Addison. And he's, he's visiting at USC during the month of May. You think you can take a deep breath and enjoy the month of May? No. He's on that phone trying to gather up some collectors, some alums. Hey, can we match this million? We got to get him back. But uh, he goes and plays with Caleb Williams, USC. I mean, it's that it's a different world now. That I don't – I wouldn't – I don't miss that part of it. I don't miss that. I miss the Saturdays and I miss the relationship with the players. I miss that. But man, I don't I don't miss hearing stories like that. Uh, no doubt. Let's get into hog recruiting a little bit. The Razorbacks recruiting process with the portal and all that kind of deal. What did you see? You know, they're still doing it, obviously. You know, coming out, lost a few high school kids, in-state guys, you know, went to different places. But, you know, at the end of the day, Whoever's paying the best is where they're going. I, I, I just believe that. And what, what what was your take on? And Bray's got a question for you. What was yeah. your take on on the Arkansas recruiting, and where do you see where they're at, and that whole yeah. process? You know what always hurts me being an Arkansas guy is I always hate on side and I always go see down. There. I hate I hate seeing anybody leave our state and going to guys who we're going to play against. That used to all that kept me up at night. Bray, hey, look, I didn't want to lose nobody in the state of Arkansas. And we'd always try to make that number. We always felt like there was four for sure legit SECs, but I'd try to make that number 10 to 12 because the Bo Lacey's, the Dan Doty's, Jerry Wright's, I can go, I can name you a thousand of them that had heart and soul and they grew up being a Razorback and I, I'll put them against anybody because they would raise the level of the outside guys that coming in. I don't care if you're a four-star or five-star because they would come to practice and they'd say, hmm, Man, so that's how Razorback practices. Okay. You know, it raised their level. And that's what, that's what to me hurts. When you lose Arkansas, when you lose the in-state, the best player, the second best player, third, four, five, where they're going against teams you got to play, that bugs me now. So you got to get that right. And, you know, again, Drake Lindsay, you know, you talk about different philosophies. You know, I've seen him play two or three times. I love him. I love his character and attitude. And Minnesota's got a great quarterback. And I hate to see those guys leave. But again, Coach Pittman has to do what's best for him. Now, Coach Petrino has given Arkansas a lot of hope because we all know he's very talented on the offensive side of the ball. But I also know this. You've got to make sure that state of Arkansas, that wall is big. Now, that's not saying that we always got every player. We didn't. But for the most part, we did. And we kept them in here. And I think you've got to do that. And even the ones that are two-star and three-star I don't care. I don't care if it's two-star, three-star. I'm looking at that heart, and I'm looking at 
you know, that attitude of fight and a guy that has tremendous work ethic who grew up being a hog, who's going to help you. And he wants to be there and uh, it makes your locker room better. Yeah. you got to keep Matt Jones. you got to keep uh, Sean Andrews. you got to keep Cedric Cobbs. you got to keep Darren McFadden. I get that. Peyton Hillis. you got to keep them. Keep them in the state. Uh, but there's some guys that, you know, underneath those little rocks that are born and raised in Arkansas in that gym class and that track where we go to the basketball court. First time we saw Sean Andrews on the basketball court. And that guy was phenomenal, Jeff. I know you've seen him. I see. And, and, you know, I, we knew we, we had to have this guy. And, and so even a guy like Bo Lacey, who's a fighter and a winner, it's those kind of guys to me, I think it's very important you get a hold of that because – Arkansas, it, because of the league, we're in the best league in America. It's going to take it's going to take great coaching, and it's going to take your you start with the base of your Arkansas recruiting. No doubt, right? Well, coach, absolutely, I, I agree with you one hundred percent. But coming back to the the bowl games and kind of the future of, of what that looks like, um, you know, I remember going back uh, two thousand eleven. We're at the Cotton Bowl, and you know, we're going through. It's it's a big game for us. Where it's it's not a national championship game, but it's still. A uh, huge event, you know, the week in Dallas, uh, doing the different things. Uh, you go to the steakhouse and you out eat uh, Kansas State, which is a, big, <laughs> a big win for the old lineman. Um, and, and obviously, you mentioned that's changed now. Uh, you know, kids' priorities and, and playing in those things. Next year, when it goes to the playoffs uh, and a twelve-team playoff, I know those bowl games will be incorporated as as some of those playoff games. Is that correct? Yes. Now, now what's going to happen to the rest of the bowl games? Is Are they out the window? Are they still going to have matchups? How do you see this unfolding? I, I still think they're going to be there. Now, I don't know 100%, but I think they're still going to be there, Bray. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, you bring up a good point. You know, we were all worried about uh, the, the how valuable just going to the Final Four, are we still going to have these bowls? You know, are we still going to have these good bowls? And you mentioned one that's one of my favorite, Cotton Bowl. Cotton Bowl, Rick Baker and the group, I mean, they do such an unbelievable job. And and I know how that per, that hospitality room was perfect for our players. And so I love that bowl. And so that's important. And so I hope they keep that, that the, the, the importance of these bowl games are so important. Uh, and I remember, you know, the Ole Miss group, a lot like my 98 group, they'd never been to a bowl. Michael Orr and these guys never been to a bowl. They go to Cotton Bowl for the first time in their life. And, Bray, you've been there. You experienced it. They're talking the same thing today, what you're talking about, how they ate, out ate them or, or they went to Laurie's, you know, and and all these things they'll never forget. And so, man, that, that is, that's just so important, and that camaraderie, that togetherness of those teams that earn, you earn that. You know, you you got to that before a reason because you sacrificed. You made this investment. And so, boy, I just hope I hope they do keep keep the bows. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, there's too many bows. There's just too many. I'll tell you what, I, I, I've never seen a team uh, that just didn't like the week they had, you know. I, it's always, to me, a, a great experience. And there may be a few too many, but, man, for the most part, uh, it's a reward. It's a reward for what those teams have done. And so I hope they keep the importance of those bowls. Even going up to 12 teams, you know, uh, where they have the playoffs, that's going to be important. But I hope they keep that keep that locked in. Yes, sir. Brent, what do you got for Coach? Well, it's going to be – this is going to be an exciting Monday night, isn't it, Coach? It's yes, gonna, it is. It's going to be a really fabulous game either, either way we look at it. Uh, I'm, 
I can honestly tell you, I saw Washington play exactly one time this year, and that was Monday night. Because I was never <laughs> up that late at night watching. Who you who you got now? Who you got? I got Michigan. Okay, I'm going. Okay. I'm going Michigan because I'm in. I'm in. I'm tied for the lead in this bowl uh, picks. I'm in with Scott Reed and his family. I'm tied. <laughs> so so I'm so I pick Michigan and his oldest son Taylor. He's got Washington. So we're. We're going to we're at the goal line. Michigan's got to push them through for me. Well, the dogs have got to got to push it over the goal line. Uh, you forget also now the last two years the Joe Moore Award winners last year Michigan, yes, line. This year Washington. It's going right. to those two are going to control are going to control the game. And I want your opinion on one thing over the Alabama. Uh, Michigan game. I don't know if you saw it, but the center at Alabama hit the portal today. This now snapped the ball on the. And I'm going to say this: Nick Saban saw one thing that's going to keep him from getting to the national championship game again. Quarterback. Yeah, the quarterback. Yeah, Caleb Milrow has got to improve to for them to take that next step. Well, you're right. You're right. When you look at all the teams especially the ones that are playing right now. And that's where J.J. McCarthy's better than what people think. You know, if you hadn't seen him play, this guy's really a very good quarterback, accurate, can run, and we all know what Michael Penix is about. I believe I heard today on the radio, 27-1 and one as a starter. There you go. J.J. McCarthy, something like some astronomical number. Yes, yes, winner. And you, can, you cannot underestimate the heart of a winner. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't do it. No doubt. Well, Coach, hey, man, so you're going with Michigan all the way. Are you looking? I mean, we're looking at, you know, three-point things close here, or we're going to pull away here late? Uh, I think I think it's going to be close because of Michael Penix. I really do. I've been wrong on Michael Penix every time, so I'm probably – hey, if you if the betters need to listen to me and go the opposite way. Thank <laughs> you. Well, Coach, man, hey, great to see you as always, man. Appreciate you coming on. We'll have you on later on down the road. It's always great to see you. Well, I tell you what, guys, I've heard a lot of people in the state of Arkansas talk about y'all's show, Bray, Jeff, and Brent. Y'all do a great job, man, and and, uh, I tell you, people love to hear it. They love to talk ball, man, and y'all doing a great job doing it. Well, we appreciate it. Thank you, Coach. Coach. See you, buddy. Thank you. See you, guys. All right. Man, Coach Nut break broke. You talk about breaking things down. I mean, interesting listening to him talk about how Michael Penix is, you know, the leverage part of it, where he's throwing the ball, and then he answered the questions up front and then kind of got into hog recruiting a little bit on, you know, things he sees that, that uh, just the way the world is and the breakdown of bowl games and all that part of it. What did you take away from Coach Nutt, Bray? Uh, well, like you said, you know, that's an expert opinion. And uh, he likes Michigan. Uh, he likes Washington's quarterback, but he likes Michigan in the long run. My money's on Michigan. I got you. What about you, Brent? You've already liked the – you like the Michigan Wolverines? I, like, I love the wish Michigan Wolverines and the Fighting Harbaugh's Monday night. Uh, well, that breaks it down. Well, before we get off here, let, hey, let's talk about we're getting our subscribers. Our views are blowing up, so all of our subscribers – but also, we've got a store, and everybody keeps asking me, Merch. "We want you know, get a, a hoodie, pullover, all this kind of stuff." Mm-hmm. Talk to our, our fan base, our audience, the people about uh, 
Where they find us? The store is up and running. Uh, if you go to YouTube, uh, Coaches in the Mouth or Coaches Pod, both will pull us up. Uh, you can go straight to our, our home page and you can find all of our interviews that we've done so far. Like you said, our views are are growing pretty uh, exponentially, which is exciting. Uh, but also our store is up and running. Uh, I've got a couple hoodies, a couple stickers, joggers, things like that. We will continue to expand um, over the coming weeks uh, with our merch. Well, good deal. Tell everybody where to find us. Well, uh, Twitter, Coaches Pod, uh, Coaches in the Mouth, uh, also on Instagram, Facebook, uh, whatever social media uh, you use, if that's Apple uh, Podcast, Spotify, uh, we're there. Uh, but our home base is YouTube. Um, follow us, subscribe, uh, wherever you want to enjoy. No, we'll get on the hit that subscribe button every time. Well, from Coach Jeff Williams, Coach Bray Cook, and the Mouth Brent Bender, we'll see you next time. Hey.